In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live International actually. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone, Ben Helsink. With me, my co-host, all the way from across the pond, the ghost find the general himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. How you doing? Oh, outstanding. So you survived Halloween. Hello? Did you did you survive Halloween? Oh, only just. <laughs> yes, I had a fantastic Halloween. I've never, Ron, I don't think I've ever been so busy. Um, and we're supposed to have a recession on over here. But, yeah, very, very good. I was in Ireland for, uh, oh, two days uh, doing three haunted castles. Um, the most haunted castle in Ireland, Lep Castle, which has got a, um, yes, yes. an That's elemental in it. Yep, it's in my book. It's a Is great it? place. Uh, do you know, I mean, I, I go there freak, I, I go there a lot, you know, sort of three or four times uh, a year sometimes and do events there. Uh, for me, it, it's, it's the most atmospheric, um, the, the most haunted place I've ever been to. And really? I'll just very, very quickly tell you one of the most amazing stories. Sean Ryan, uh, the wonderful guy that owns, owns the castle, has now, now become a friend of mine. Um, they see ghosts, they hear ghosts, there's little children. But um, about 18 months, two years ago, they actually had a, a ghost in, their roo- in the, one of the rooms where they, where they live for nearly all of the day. It was head and shoulders. It was a man that didn't pay any attention to them in any way, but it was there for the best part of eight hours. They were walking past it, going about their business as, as if it was not there. And every time they went, it was still because they're not frightened. They, they live with they live with the ghosts. It, it's it's most incredible story I think I've ever heard in my life. Really. It, it was there all the time. It was as if someone had sort of got a, oh, here we go, a recording of something that was playing continuously, but oh. it was only head and shoulders. And it was there. It was a man. They described him. Um, and he was just there. But he didn't know they were there, Ron. It was so fantastic. it was nothing more than a recording then? I, I don't. Ron, I don't know. But it was in the same position, and it didn't move. 
Yeah, so um, it's going to be recording something that's just uh, trapped yeah, in I time so. and space that's there for... I think so, because yeah, I, I refer to it. I mean, it's obviously, it's a big, it's a sandstone castle, and I say, you know, we're, we're now entering a huge stone tape recorder, which is what it probably is. But I've never known one that stays, Ron, like that for a period of time. Really? All day. So what about that? That's a good one, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. I would love anyway. to see that. I mean, that's uh, you know, if something like that, I mean, that should be pretty simple to record. If you're, if it's there all the time, it doesn't move. You know, I mean, yeah. you should yeah. be able to record that yeah. thing. And, 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 and remember, more than one person saw it, because that's the you know, if, if only one person sees it, then yes, you can say it's it's possibly in your perception <clears throat> and not possible to take a photograph. But there was two or three people in the house that day, in the house, in the castle, and they all saw it. They walked past it. They kept going by it, and I think that's wonderful. Really do. Mm. But the, all we need to do now, of course, is find a way of, of un- releasing the recording uh, so we can all see it. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what I was doing on, uh, on Saturday night. Oh, the experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Barclay Castle, or you'd call it Berkeley, of course, but it's uh, oh, over here. Right. It's 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 Berkeley. Um, we actually um, zapped uh, two hundred and forty volts into the into the red sandstone wall of the the murder room in Berkeley Castle, where King Edward the Second was murdered, and uh, zapped it into it, um, and then left the camera running and two different types of recorder. Um, in the building, and guess what? <laughs> I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. Everybody's on Facebook saying, oh, what happened, Richard? Did, did anything happen? Did, uh, honest to God, uh, we are so busy at the moment, which is great, that uh, I've not had time to, to play the tapes and listen to it. But watch this space, guys, because it's going to happen. I, hate, I don't know whether there'll be anything on it. I really don't know. I don't know whether it's the right, whether 240 volts is the right amount, whether it should be more, should be less. Right, but, right. Yeah, I'm that's, just starting that's to get it. You're right. You, you're just uh, dealing with that, right? Yeah, so it's the first one. Let's see what happens. And I'll report back, promise. Hmm. Interesting. I think um, it's very interesting. I just got kicked out of uh, Perak. I mean, the uh, Tojinet chat room again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they like me in there. <laughs> Anyways, um, we've got a great show, but uh, we, we actually have uh, Judica Alzon, who is a awesome uh, witch researcher, but wow. uh, we will bring her back on in a second uh, as soon as we hear another episode of Beyond Bizarre. Yeah. Lousy disease. Psoriasis, or the Lousy disease, is a malady in which tumors or eruptions of the skin, when sliced or burst open, are found to teem with lice. The disease dates back to ancient times. Aristotle described it in his History of Animals, and there are many accounts dating back to the 2nd century BC. It was widely believed that this disease was divine punishment. While numerous famous cases of this horrifying infestation exist in literature and medical records, its actual existence was the subject of extensive medical debate. Many doctors and scientists offered evidence to disprove the disease, claiming that it was impossible for lice to erupt under the skin in such a fashion. One of the lousy disease's distinguishing characteristics was the lack of pus or fluid. The infestations were dry and would produce eruptions only of lice. 
It was well known by the 1800s that lice and other small creatures could and did infest unclean areas or infected wounds. But the idea that lice could produce the lumps themselves was laughed at as a legend akin to dragons by many medical professionals of the 19th century. However, modern archaeologists have proven the existence of a kind of mite that produces tumors on birds. When sliced apart, the lumps spill forth no fluids, but rather hundreds of the tiny, wriggling bodies of the mites. Another freaky fact from Barla Ventura's Beyond Bazaar, available now wherever books are sold. That was pretty gross. I'm glad I had my tea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's gross, isn't it? But uh, I mean, a similar thing. I've even heard stories of people that have had a, a sort of a swelling and, and on, on somewhere in the body, and, and it's been opened up, and a spider's crawled out. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. But that's oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah laid their eggs inside some. Yeah, uh, that's, that's all urban lift. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What about what about these 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 thing, things that are sometimes born that have got uh, like like a tumor that's got teeth and hair. Yeah, okay. Aliens. All right, good. All right, so why don't we bring on our, why don't we bring on our guest? Maybe she why can do it. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you a young lady I, who is what I consider the utmost uh, witch expert, I guess. I guess. Most witch expert. Is there, is there a word even for that? Anyways, without further ado, Judica Isles, and I probably butchered your name, Judica, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody butchers it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and how are you doing? You. Oh, how I'm so do- happy to be here. I think nice we should to talk, talk to about bugs under the skin. Yeah. yeah let's, shall we start with that? Yes. Oh, yes, oh, Come yes. on, come on. There yeah. is a very long tradition, a belief that is that it is one way that spells are cast, curses are cast, and people today still, I mean, I've had people call me up and complain about this, that they have things under their skin, uh, bugs under their skin. Uh, spiders? Spiders. They are, um... All sorts of things, and that they creep, and that people, especially for people who, um, it's, it's a type of a curse, very traditionally done in Asia and in Africa, not so much a Western European thing, although it does exist, Live things, it's called live things under the skin, and right. I, it is. I think it was a rock band by the name of it. <laughs> it's it intru- often introduced via food, and that's why people who are superstitious don't like to eat, eat food that you know people they don't know or or maybe know a little too well have given them, and they're basically infected, and it just if you don't get rid of it, it continues to grow. They, they basically make their home. Within you, it is characterized by eventually swelling, and often will, women will complain that they look pregnant, but they're not. <gasps> swelling and a type of malaise, where you have no energy, lethargic. There's no medical explanation, and they're traditionally shaman. I think. There may may also be Native American traditions where this is a type of um, type of curse, and mm-hmm. it can all it can't be cured by a physician because it's not a straightforward medical issue. You know, they mm-hmm. could extract something, but it wouldn't remove the problem. It has to be done by a shamanic healing. 
Wow. Oh, so do they, yeah. So spiders under the skin. Open or, or wait, how, wait, how, how do they know they're there? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They wait a minute. feel them. <laughs> or every once, every once in a while, one will crawl out. <laughs> or, or you know, um, the person responsible will, will, you know, will tell you. Ha ha ha! Look what I've done to you. Uh, all right, all right. Hold, hold everything. Now, now <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that this is a result of curses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you evidently believe in curses, then? There are all kinds of curses. I mean, you there is free will, so I don't understand why... There are, all kind, there, there are magical... Cursing someone is... It's not about will, per se. Magic spells are energy transactions. It doesn't okay. have... To, it doesn't have to be all that magical. If you are a child and your mother, every time she gets mad at you, tells you you're worthless and you're going to grow up just like your alcoholic father, you know, you, you are cursed. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Curses, yes, I mean, there's nothing, yeah. there's no, nothing overtly magical about that. Yeah. That's you do curse. it yourself. You do it yeah. to yourself, don't sure. you? That's a, you know, through your own mind. You know, the, the, Absolutely. The, um, the guy in in wherever uh, the Aboriginal witch doctor or whatever he points the bone at you and, and, and curses you and, and and three weeks later you'll be dead you die but he sure. he didn't really actually pass a magical spell over to you you took it on you believed it and you you died I think it's a collaboration I, I yeah. wouldn't absolve I wouldn't absolve the bone pointer from all responsibility. It is oh, a no. collaboration. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but how much of it was it, uh, yeah, energy from him coming to the other person? But, you know, I think so much of it but is there's also an acceptance. down to you. Right, right. E- every curse, and most people who think they're cursed are not. Y- you know, yeah. let, let me, I get emails daily, I think I'm cursed. Every once in a while. And really? people who are genuinely cursed, these tend to be family curses. They, people are not cursed by strangers. It mm. tends to be um, cultures where there's a long tradition of cursing, and, and they know. Most people mm. are not, but every curse has an antidote. And that's Really? Yeah. How? Know, tell, me how? Of, tell me how. Some are more difficult than others. Um, there are magical methods. There are petitions to the archangels. There are spirits yeah. who can remove curses. There are cleansing rituals. You know, I mean, you could argue if you want to be rational about it, that it's almost a mental adjustment, a refusal to accept that curse. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah. A little bit like the placebo effect as well with tablets. Well, Perhaps you know, there's nothing wrong. You know, it. if a placebo works, there's nothing wrong with it. Less okay. side effects than the regular drug. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have the placebo that works, yeah. given the yeah, choice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like wow. placebos, it's unpredictable. I mean, that, that's the catch. There's an unpredictability to it. Oh, I don't right. know. Just confused. Of course you know. Of course Anyways, you know there's something in it, Ronald. Judica's actually, <laughs> actually, actually written several books, including uh, uh, Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, Encyclopedia yeah. of 5,000 Spells. That's 5,000 Spells has, has a section on removing curses, so if anyone out there is, is genuinely <laughs> concerned that they are cursed, you, you know, you don't have to pay anyone. You can, you can do it yourself. And there are there are rituals, and most of them are not exceptionally expensive. Magic and witchcraft have historically been the province of poorer people, so mm. it, it shouldn't you know it, it shouldn't cost you that much. It should be an affordable thing. 
Mm-hmm. Affordable course remover. <laughs> so <Yeah>. they're fantastic. <laughs> From your local pharmacist. <laughs> they used to sell stuff like that. I'm sure they sold everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, if somebody yeah. will buy it, they'll sell it. Yes, Back in uh, before World War II in the South, they had what they call the hoodoo drug stores. And if you go to Memphis, you mm-hmm. can still see, you know, it's not, they're replicas now. But you would have the pharmacist you know, behind the counter, and then you'd have other remedies. You'd have these folk magic remedies also, and sometimes the pharmacist would actually mix them up for you. You could get a prescription for your... Wow. Yeah. Say, what about vehicles and, and, and buildings and things like that? How, what, what's your take on... Because on, uh, I'm actually working on something at the moment to do with uh, cars um, that have curses on them oh, and that yeah. sort of stuff. And anything... Anything can, there are different, curses are a very broad term. Technically, right. a curse is something that someone deliberately casts. Yes. Um, you know, it's not an accidental. What is probably a larger category is what is technically described as the evil eye. Because yeah. that may not be deliberate. That is sometimes, if you can, envi- if you can envision the theory of magical practice, and spells is that everything radiates a kind of an energy. Yep. And even people. Yeah. Oh, very and much so. Very much so. And the evil eye is the force. You know, it sounds all mystical, but it's the force of jealousy and envy. And so especially... Are we still here? That's Richard. <laughs> especially hey. like if you have a, a brand new car or somebody has a distinctive car... Someone yeah. could accidentally, n- not intentionally, curse that car. Oh, really? Yeah. But, what, because, it, in other words, it's, it's better than their car. S- something about it evokes this Envy moment or... of intense emotion. Oh. And it's almost like an arrow. It is an arrow inadvertently shooting from someone's eye, from their heart, from their emotion, straight at whatever it is. There's... Are, are you familiar with the tradition of horse brasses? No, sort of, but go on, tell us more. Before cars. Yeah. You know, the horse was the automobile before of there course. were automobiles. Yeah. Yeah. And horses are also considered especially vulnerable to this type of an accidentally cast curse. Right. And so horse brasses, which now you can buy, you know, yep. antique stores and eBay yep. and, you know. Yeah. Horse brasses were originally intended as deflective amulets. So they were put on the horse, so when that arrow of envy shoots out, it, it deflects it and protects the horse. And people do use similar items on cars. You could probably use an old horse brass, but sometimes you'll see people um, with things over their, um, the rearview mirror or yeah. um, the bumper. It's, it's done to deflect a curse. There are well, various, I never. Yeah. There, I mean, this, so in other this words, is a very uh, real thing. thing. Yeah, like sh- shiny mirrors and uh, not uh-huh. mirrors, but sort of the yes. you know chrome, chrome on the on the vehicle and that sort of stuff. Can, you know how? Um, um, oh, so that would that would be like that, um, like uh, feng shui then. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the bagua. Feng Kao mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know the um, I, they sell them as stickers to put on the back of your car. Mm. Allegedly protects you from uh, you know road rage also. 
Oh, I say. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is amazing, yeah. yeah. So, so how would you go about... I mean, you know, pe- people tell me that, the, the, that certain cars, for, for, for a particular reason, um, bear a curse and, and keep having accidents, um, forever breaking down, um, two or three people have been killed, you know, in that car, that sort of stuff. What's that... How has that happened? There are... I would say there are two distinct routes to that. Right. One of them may be that, in fact, there is some sort of a curse. Yep. And you kind of have to diagnose the problem to determine how to fix it. The second issue is something called a mercury retrograde. Do you know what that is? No, no, no. This yes. is an astrological thing. And right. actually we Re- have whenever, one... whenever mercury's in retrograde, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, basically, but, but especially in certain areas. Cars. Yeah. Um, mercury... Retrograde means backwards, and yes. approximately three times every year, and we're about to have one in just a couple of weeks, Mercury looks like it's going backwards. And in ancient times, they really believed it was going backwards, and now we know it's not. But, but it looks like it is. And, dur- and it lasts about three weeks, and during those times, the influences of the planet Mercury are aggravated. Mercury, who is, you know, the Roman deity of commerce, is yeah. usually kind of a nice guy, you know, a little tricky, but nice. But for those three weeks, he becomes a practical joker. You, it is, things break, especially things that are ruled by Mercury, such as transportation. It is oh. not, a, not a good time to check your luggage. Luggage tends to get lost on planes. Uh, planes are delayed. Sometimes Mercury retrogrades are mild. They each have a personality. Sometimes yeah. they're vicious. Every once in a while, you'll have a lot of plane crashes. But yeah. if you and you can find an astrological calendar, and it will give you dates. Or if you Google Mercury retrograde and the year you bought your car, yeah. If you purchased a vehicle during that time, it is more than likely you purchased a lemon. So it, it, it may not be a curse in that case. It may just be a car that's just infused with bad luck. And there's sort of nothing to do with that car other than be careful, cultivate a sense of humor, and yep. replace it when you can, and, and be careful when you, when you replace it. If it's cursed, however, if it's really cursed, and, and that is probably a small percentage, but it could happen, the first thing you want to do, you want to determine if you can why it was cursed. Uh, you, yeah. you you want to do some sort of a cleansing ritual, and depending on how bad the curse is, it depends how intense the ritual would be. It, it's like a head license infestation, frankly. You know, with yeah. children, it, yeah. if your if your kids come home from Boy Scouts and they've got head lice, and you yeah. catch it right away, you can get rid of it right away. But if it's been going on for six months and the kids are passing it back and forth, it it can take forever Mm. to remove it. Same with a curse. If it's a curse that's been there for years and years and years, honestly, you you will not get rid of it overnight. Really? So why would it... Who... Why would a car be cursed? Oh, you could have any reason for a curse. Somebody hates you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so mean, I mean, it could, it could be that they, simple. Wouldn't they curse you rather than the car? Um, it because it's a good car, you know, a, a big limousine yeah, or something. it could be yeah. something like that. It could be that's how they're cursing you. It could be for whatever. You know, people aren't logical. 
You yeah, know, people true. curse houses. They curse pets. They yeah, curse, yeah. You know, who knows? They think right. that's how they're going to hurt you. They think that, you love the... Okay. Actually, if they cut you off or something and, and you cut them off in traffic or something, exactly. they, they could yeah, very well curse you. Oh, road rage, road rage. Yeah. Yeah. People who are um, intensely magically aware mm. will will have regimens. So maybe every month they'll magically clean off the car. And, th- and that's yeah. not a complicated thing to do. That's... Adding, you know, sort of herbal water to the water with which you wash your car. It's yeah. smudging it with a smudge stick. It's not. You can you can ask. There are there are spirits and angels and saints mm-hmm. who protect cars. You, you might. Oh, really? Oh yeah. You might want to put oh, yeah. Saint Christopher in your car. I mean, that's simple. Of course, he's the patron saint of travelers, isn't he? They, they well, actually have medals of um, St. Christopher with cars on the back. Yeah, it used to be. But they, <laughs> really? They, yeah, they gave him the boot. He's not the yeah. anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, think, if they gave St. Christopher the boot... It's all about intent, boot, though. If they gave St. Christopher the boot, because officially... I, I'm working on a book on saints for next year, actually. Oh, right. If, if they gave St. Christopher the boot, which the Vatican did... Because ostensibly, Saint Christopher didn't exist. Then who's been performing all those miracles over the centuries? Intent. It's all about intent. <laughs> it's it's very like if you believe that a house is haunted, it can become haunted, even though there may be no ghosts there when it when uh, you purchased it. Do you know Do you know why Saint Christopher became the patron saint of? Um, there's a legend, a patron saint of travel. I think you're going to tell us. Though. No. I am. It's a great, because it's a great no. story. Come um, on, tell us. Back in the days of early Christianity, the legend was any day that you look at a picture and an image of St. Christopher is a day you won't die. Really? Yeah. If that was the case, you would live forever. Well, you won't die abruptly. <laughs> they used to have an old. There's always person. a little asterisk there. <laughs> they would put huge images of Saint Christopher right by the altar to drag people in because they knew people just wanted to look at Saint Christopher. And then, of course, they'd, they'd end up staying for the service, and they'd kind of mm. pull them in that way. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, anyways, uh, Judica, how did you, uh, first of all, uh, are you a witch, and, and how did you get involved in all this witch research? It depends on the definition of witch, because that's a word people throw around a lot, and it means... Wiccan. I'm not Wiccan. No, no. I am not Wiccan. I, Wiccan, it, Wiccan refers to specific spiritual tradition, exactly. and I, I don't, I, I am not a Wiccan. And, no. I, and, I'm, and I am not a servant of Satan, I am not a Satanist either, so if, if you, that's your definition of witch, then I am not. I am a magical practitioner, I am a student of the magical arts, I, you know, I, I'm not a hypocrite when I write about magic spells, I write about what I know from experience, and so by that definition, yes, I, I would be considered a witch, I... I'm a card reader for many years, so if that's your definition, then yes, I am a witch. How did I get into it? Um, had a calling, basically. I have a sister who's significantly older than me, and when I was six, she came home with a deck of tarot cards, and I fell in love, and and here I am talking to you. Wow. I mean, it's a very true love. It's it stayed with me. I mean, I, I've studied since then. And I have always identified with the witch. I cannot tell you why. I, I, you know, 
Hansel and Gretel, and this is my classic story, is Hansel and Gretel, I was raised on fairy tales, my parents are from Europe, and Hansel and Gretel was a horrific story for me as a child. I did not enjoy it. I did not feel sorry for the children. I was so upset that the witch was killed. Ah. (laughs) Wizard of Oz, too. When I was a little girl, the Wizard of Oz was on television once a year. Everybody everybody watched it. In that case, we're going to have to take a moment of silence for the all the dead witches in the world because yeah. we have to take a break right now. <laughs> uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. We'll be right back after the following messages on Pararex, Tojinet, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswald and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswaltDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tuggynet.com. We are back. You are listening are. to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. Our very special guest is Judica Isles. And we actually have a question from the Pararex chat room for Judica. And, well, actually for all of us. And uh, basically it asks, if you... Uh oh, I lost it. Here it is. Uh, don't you actually have to believe in a curse for it to work? No, I mean I don't think so. Okay, and you want to explain why? If you are the person casting the curse, you may have to believe that it has to work. If you are the target, no, um, you have to have a vulnerability. And it could be an emotional vulnerability. It could be that the other... I mean, if you want to demystify it, you could argue that the other person's will is stronger than yours. Exactly. Or that the other person has a stronger 
it is a more dominant personality in the same way that in any situation one person may dominate another person, one person may, you know, encourage another person to do something that they, they know better, and yet they do it. There are certainly, you know, you could argue that it's one person exerting an unhealthy influence on the other, but you don't have to believe it. And most curses, you know, there are small, there are low-level curses and big curses. Low-level low curses, I, I think um, people don't even know it happened. I was cursed once, and I mean, most people are not cursed, but I was cursed once. I was cursed by someone who worked for my family and then was angry at me, and she paid someone to curse me, which is kind of the worst kind because it's a very neutral type of curse. It's a professional. And I did not... I, I didn't realize it for a long... I mean, I realized that I was having bad luck, and I realized that things weren't going well, but it, it, I did not make the connection for a long time. And when I made the connection and I got angry and I, you know, rather than wallowing in my troubles and feeling sorry for myself, I realized what happened and I, you know, I, it kind of confirmed what happened. And I became very angry and at that point I was able to break the curtain. Anger is a better emotion than self-pity, at least yeah. magically speaking. Is, is it stronger than love? Anger? Yeah. Or curse? Uh, no, I, anger, no. Anger is stronger than love. I, I know. I think love and fear right, are, those, are the, the two most uh, intense emotions. Anger, I think, is often bound up with love or love and fear. Mm. I mean, for me, anyway. Mm. So, in other words, you, you can obviously, it's pretty obvious, you can curse someone without them knowing. Oh, yeah. most People who curse tend to be cowards. They're angry at you. Yeah. yeah. You know, this, in this case, this woman was let go from a job. She was let go from a job because she was stealing, and it really wasn't resolved. And she was angry. I mean, it wasn't anybody's fault but her own, but it was her way of lashing out. And expressing anger, the angry people, and I don't mean people who are angry about something that they're justifiably angry about, but no. we all know people who are angry people. Yeah, negative yes. Yes. anger. They carry a lot of anger with them. Those are the people who are likely to curse yes. other people knowingly or not knowingly. It's not a it's not a good thing, even for the person who curses. People who who curse are not happy people. No. And no. the cursing doesn't make them happier. They're just destructive people. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's not, I mean, it's not something I would encourage anybody to do. <laughs> living, living well is the best revenge, and that is absolutely true. Mm. Mm. So how do you know? Um, obviously, in your case, um, things were going wrong. Um, I mean, but surely you could just sort of put that down to... Uh, you know, I'm having a spate of, of, right. of bad luck at the moment, sure. or negative energies, or, you know, I need right. to get the feng shui in to do something with the house, or something sure. like that. Well, everybody's got a bad day someday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and every, you know, rain has to fall into every life. Yes. And there is a situation, and you will know if you have it, where right. nothing, nothing goes right. 
and it doesn't go right for a long time. And things that should go right fizzle out. The sure thing just fizzles out. The job that, you know, it's your father-in-law, and you didn't even get that job. Um, Yes. (laughs) You know, everything, whatever you do, it doesn't go right. And you try to adjust it. And, you know, I I would say try the feng shui first. Yes. And you try to adjust it, and you try different things, and still it's like a plateau. Nothing goes right. There are three possibilities of why, from a magical perspective, there are three possibilities here. One is the aforementioned evil eye, which is, you know, a type of an inadvertent curse, which can be removed once you're aware of it. There are many rituals for that. The second is something called a blocked condition. And the belief is there's no curse in this. The belief is that among all the energies of the world, there's like spiritual debris. There's just this sort of dust in the atmosphere, and if you and it can accumulate on you, and it just blocks good luck from from reaching you, and that's nobody's fault. It's just you know maybe some people are more prone to it, and again there are rituals, most of them just involving the bathtub, you know just taking, you know, ritual baths, a lot of salt, a lot of vinegar in the bath, it, it can be removed. Those are the most frequent explanations for something like that. The third, and it's a rare thing, is a curse. Right. And, again, it, it, it can be broken. Yes. How, number one, how we, do you we, know... Wait a minute, before we get into that, Richard, we actually have a question in oh, the great. chat room on uh, the Tojinet chairman about this. And, and that kind of is what you were talking about. Uh, they want to know exactly what is the curse, and doesn't that go against the uh, law of attraction and cosmic order? I don't know if it goes against the law of attraction and the cosmic order. Like attracts like, in other words? Right. In other words, uh, if you're, yeah, exactly. If you're a very positive person, and a, and a curse is a, is a negative. Uh, well, then how do positive people get cancer? Uh, evidently, they weren't positive enough. Well, okay. I, so, I mean, I guess whatever whatever argument you could make for, you know, bad things happen to good people. Right. Um, whatever argument you make, magic is not divorced from real life. I think that the word supernatural confuses people sometimes because it makes it seems like, you know, there's your real life and then there are magic spells. You know, there's your real life and then there are ghosts. Mm-hmm. You know, your real life and then there is whatever paranormal. But they're all, it, it's just, real life is just very complicated and very mysterious. And so it's not different. Whatever, in terms of, you know, the law of attraction, whatever rationale you can come up for with for whatever, you know, why positive, good people end up in disastrous circumstances sometimes, and we can read the paper and see that's true. I actually ha- I have a theory on that, too. Do you? When, when you're done, yeah. No, no, I would love to hear it. Uh, you know, I, I believe it in free will in, in our lives. I think that's one thing that we have and it distinguishes. I mean, that's why we're here, to yeah. live our lives. And all through our lives, we have these uh, forks in the roads that we take. And we may be a good person, and we may be vulnerable, but for one, somewhere along the way, we take this little detour that we shouldn't be taking. And, you know, for instance, why does, uh, say a family got massacred in the house, and they were a good family, why did they get yeah. massacred? Well, it, mm. somewhere along the line, they, they took that 
that detour that took them there to that particular town, to that particular the house. moment in time, right. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just my theory, and it's all theory. But, well, uh, I mean, no, I mean, that's, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. And, I mean, I would say the same thing for a curse. If only you ran into the cursor. You you it was you know that yeah, moment exactly. in time You're right. you yeah. you interacted and maybe maybe at that moment you somehow incited someone's rage unknowingly maybe thoughtlessly we're not you know we're not all conscious of our effect on other people at every moment um what what was the beginning I lost track what was the beginning of the question how what exactly is a curse. A curse is a jolt of, 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 of focused negative energy right. directed at someone or something. It may be depending, and there are many types of curses. There are many methods of delivering a curse. It could be a general, you know, just bad luck thing. It could be really specific. And, you know, it could be a curse of illness. It could be a curse of infertility, unhappiness. Something, you know, in the movies, you know, with the practical magic, the curses that, you know, involves the love life of the, of the, um, of, of the Owens witches. Um, so, I mean, it, it could be a specific one. Specific curses are a lot harder to cast, to do, than a general curse. Anybody can cast a general curse. You know, somebody who can cast a really powerful, specific curse that goes down generations, knows what they're doing. But, but I, would, I, would, I would like to point out that every, curses are found everywhere, and the most common curses have nothing to do with magic. The most common curse is the teacher who tells a child that they're worthless. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that is the most yeah. common and that and you know and you could be a good person but right. if you have heard that since you're 5 years old that's a hard curse to shake right and, yes. and that's and yes. we we realize that the words words have power right? Word, words have power and 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 the, you know the the old thing so mote it be is yeah. is exactly what that is doing as you will it shall, it shall be so yeah. uh it, yeah it's it's all interesting now now you not all we, we got into curses very heavily, but <laughs> your, 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 your spells and everything. There are spells that that are good spells that most that, spells are that, good spells yeah. that, that help you and, and so forth. I mean, the, the purpose of a magic spell is to make someone's life better. You could wow. a, a curse is a perversion of that energy yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because the pur- the purpose of a spell is to improve one's life. To, to bring happiness, to bring good health, to bring joy, to bring prosperity, to protect your car, not to harm someone else's, to, you know, to bring safety to those you love. That is 98% of spellcasting. It's not as interesting, I think, in some ways, the curses. You know, the sensational stuff is always more interesting. Mm. It's always negative, you see. Negative yeah. sells everything, I'm afraid. That's bad, bad stories always hit, reach the headlines in the newspapers first. Well, we always hear about the harmful ghost. Yeah, yeah, ghost, ghosts can be helpful, too. But, yeah. you know, that's not as... You know, I don't know. That Maybe that's not as interesting. Yeah, no, it is so true. 
Because, as you mentioned before, the two greatest things is love and fear, and we mm-hmm. want to be scared. Yeah. Yes. And Joseph is scary. That's good. But uh, actually, one of the two, uh, we do this event as part of the uh, Festival of Dead in Salem every year called Spectral Oh, I was there last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we do that all the time, and... Uh, uh, this year is, is part of spectral evidence. I had a special spell made for me, and uh, we, we uh, I went to the Howard Street Cemetery. We performed the spell, and someone took a picture, and they got this face as I was performing it that came out of the uh, the atmosphere. So there was big controversy over it. So uh, ever since then, I've been getting like, you know, that uh, uh, I belong to the Church of Satan and all this and everything else, but the, the whole the whole gist of that whole spell-making thing was that just because someone does something, it doesn't make them evil or, you know, we 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 have these prejudices in it that we, mm-hmm. we really shouldn't because witches on a whole aren't evil. No. You're not, are you? Me either. Mm. Or any any other witches out there. No, it's... it's uh, you know, the, the, witches, witches are people. I mean, that's the right. bottom line. Witches are people. And most people are complicated beings. There are very few people who are 100% good 100% of the time, and there are very few people, they are the exceptions, who are genuinely evil. Everybody's got a bad day. I think witches are held to a higher standard. You know, there are certainly pharmacists. I, I don't know if you recall the story of the pharmacist who was doctoring prescriptions to save money. He was putting in less of, yeah, he killed people. Because these are people yeah. who, who had medication and prescriptions, and he would put less of, you know, the pharmaceutical into the prescription because it saved him money. And he was eventually found out after years. But I wouldn't call every pharmacist evil. No, exactly. This individual. So, you know, are there evil witches? I am sure there is a witch out there somewhere in the world who we would all want to avoid. Yes. Yeah. It's still- Christian Day. Oh, I know Christian. <laughs> I know Christian well. That's why I can say that. <laughs> well, um, it's the same with ghosts, though. You know, everyone yeah. thinks all ghosts are scary, evil, yeah. and they're not. You know, and the same as you just said, most people are very yeah. nice. Yeah. And so I are mean, most witches, and so are most ghosts. Yeah. I mean, witches are the bottom line with witches. What is the witch? A witch is the person who has certain skills and certain knowledge. A witch. And ability. A, a witch uses her words carefully. So the person, when a witch curses you, she's doing it on purpose. I am. As opposed to your, you know, your mom who gets angry at you. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, it's just, it's just, it's a certain type of a consciousness yeah. and an awareness. That's really the bottom line of being a witch. There's no morality. If you're a good person, you'll be a good witch. If you're not yes, a good person, right. well, you know. That's right. There's creeps the They've had a very bad press, you see, over yeah. the years because of the church. Because they, you know, don't don't believe in some of the. Basically, they have a gift. Um, we call it magic. We call it one because we don't understand it yet. My but theory, I have, and actually, I write about this in um, both. In my, I have two books: the Encyclopedia of Five Thousand Spells and the Element Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. Yes, people who are attracted to the magical arts tend to be very independent and tend to. Uh, maybe be a little anti-authoritarian. Yeah. They, they want to take their destiny into their own hands. They don't want to wait for someone to fix it for them, yeah. you know, hence the magic spell. They don't, want to, they don't want to wait, and so they are always getting in trouble with authority. 
whether secular right. or whether religious. They're not ob- yeah. witches are not obedient people. They, they may be good people, but they're <clears throat> not inherently obedient. They have their own moral code, and so especially in times and in areas where authority is absolute, the witches yes. are the first to go. Yes, of course. That's so you true. Know, You're right. That influences. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, I noticed when you were mentioning, you said she several times regarding witches, but yeah. we also know that witches can be witches male can as be well. Witches can be men. Absolutely, witches yeah. can be men. Uh, a large percentage, and, you know, you could argue about why that is, and it's not true everywhere. There are a couple countries in Europe where, where during the witch persecutions, Finland, Estonia, more men were killed than women. You know, so it's a cultural thing, but anybody can be a witch. Yeah. Male, female, transgender, you just have to be a person. Right. And the interesting thing about it is is I am Catholic and, and raised mm-hmm. Catholic, and, and the Catholic Church actually does uh, spells in, in its actually mm-hmm. ceremonies. I mean, the, the burning sure. of, of sage, for instance, or the incense. The frankincense, uh, yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, that's, that's basically... Holy water. I mean, the concept of holy water. That, exactly. Yeah. And, and basically, everybody knows, I mean, this is very interesting. Uh, I use holy water for protection a lot of times when we go on ghost hunts. And, uh, you know, if you keep it in, in a vial after a while, you know, you, you, just like everything else, you get a little bit of mold or whatever growing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't know what to do with this holy water. So I went to the, the parish priest and I said, you know, I got this holy water. It's getting kind of ranky looking. Uh, he says, what should I do? He says, Put it in the ground. <laughs> I said, okay. Because holy water is basically just water that has a bell cast on it. Yeah. yeah. It's been blessed. Because right. you know, the, blessed. The, the opposite of a curse is the blessing. And I, What I find so fascinating is how many people believe in curses but do not believe in blessings. I know. Someone that. can bless you, too. They can bless you with good luck and good fortune, and you can bless that water and empower it so that it can do all sorts of magical things. You know, if you can believe in the negative, you should be able to believe in the positive, too. Correct. Now, I know we're running out of town, but, uh, time, but I actually, someone told me you had a, a story about Derek Akora. I met Derek Akora at a dinner in London, and um, it was a publisher's dinner for a booksellers, and I was one of the guests, and he was also one of the guests, and he came up to me and, and spontaneously did a reading for me, and he's brilliant, spot on. Wow, very good. So I mean, I, I know I know people say whatever they say, but it, I, oh, my experience at that moment, he, he was amazing, and and you know he didn't know me from anybody on the street, so you know he was really really amazing. Yeah, that is yeah. wonderful. It's nice. Took to my hear hand that. and just started. Took my hand and I well, if you ever speak to him, tell him I I, I still think about it. I will, I will, because I see Derek a lot, yeah. Oh, tell oh, him, yeah. I was very, it was a very profound moment for me. He took my hand and just started spontaneously speaking, and he was amazing. Oh, that's lovely. I it's so nice you, to hear that. Tell you this, so but we're just about out of time, and thank you. I want to thank you so much. Oh, um, thank you for having me. I enjoy nice yourself so much. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank we, we, you. You have a new book out. Uh, the the uh, Wiser Field Guide to Witches. Absolutely, and do you wow. have a website? www.judicaillis.com, J-U-D-I-K-A-I-L-L-E-S. Thank you very much for being on Thank the show. Thank you. My and... pleasure. Yeah, bye now. Talk Thank to you again. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, Ronald. What's that? That was good. 
We actually had a call from you, too, uh, Richard, uh, from some guy from the U.K., I guess. And the question, if I can find the thing, is, Richard, what about my bloody car, Mike Tottery? What the frig is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike Tot, Mike Totty, Michael. Yeah, hello, Michael. Um, he, yes, he's he's um, had serious problems, serious problems since we uh, we went uh, on on a jaunt. We're working on a TV pilot at the moment, and um, his car. Uh, <laughs> His car absolutely went bonkers after after we'd done this shoot, um, and um, he—I <laughs> don't know whether he's got it back again. But all manner of things happened to it afterwards, which is really quite interesting. And funnily enough, the other chap, another chap that came with us, um, his—he had a Shogun um, four-wheel drive, very nice-looking car, and he's had to scrap it since we uh, since we did this shoot, um, which concerns me. There's something in it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Unbelievable, huh? Richard? Hello? We lost Richard? All right. Uh, anyways, do we have time? If we have time for that uh, piece, let's play uh, a ghost hunting tip by Karen O'Keefe. Hello, I'm Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, and I'm here to talk to you about ghost tech. Those high tech gadgets that you use to measure the environment in an allegedly haunted location. Let's talk about sound. How many of you out there have the sort of high-tech gadget that you'd need to pick up on sound, to actually measure infrasound or ultrasound? What I can pretty much guarantee is that very, very, very few of you have those gadgets. The reason why is because measuring infrasound or ultrasound is extremely complicated. Infrasound is low frequency sound. It's below what we can actually hear. But there's some research to say that perhaps we're sensing infrasound or we're physically affected by it in such a way that we think we're having a ghostly experience when at the end of the day all it is is low frequency sound. So it's important for that reason for ghost investigators to see if there is naturally occurring infrasound at a haunted location. Ultrasound is the exact opposite to infrasound. Ultrasound is high-frequency sound. Again, we can't hear it. It's outside of our range of human hearing, but it's there. Now, some people say that certain levels of ultrasound, again, can affect us in particular ways. But the research on this is uh, very few and far between in terms of the actual conclusive results. What I do know is that when you're talking about ultrasound, you can have certain high-frequency sound that's just at the cusp of our hearing that can almost create uh, kind of a whining sound in our ears or slight headaches. So that's something to be aware of. But either way, let's be clear about this, folks. The way that you measure infrasound and ultrasound is incredibly complex and incredibly expensive. So please don't think that your standard spectrum analyzer or any sort of environment meter can actually measure that. There is one little tip that I've got for those that want to measure infrasound. You know the four-in-one environment meter? The one that measures lux, temperature, humidity and decibel level. It's a standard piece of kit that you find in a lot of ghost investigators kit. Well with that, if you switch it to dB, decibel, and then you change select from the A weighting 
to the C weighting and you look at the numbers. If the two numbers are very close to each other, then that means there isn't any infrasound uh, in the location you're standing in. If those two numbers are very different, A and C, then that's an early indication that you may have infrasound present. It doesn't tell you at what frequency the infrasound is, but it kind of gives you that indication that there's something there. Okay. Ronald, what, yes, what's you're back. So what, would somebody curse you or, or what? What's you tell on? me. This is a, listen, it just went completely dead on me. You, you completely vanished off the face of the earth. Uh, and I had to make a phone call and ring back again. That was spooky. I don't yeah, understand I how that happened. I have no clue. So uh, just Neither before we run out of time, what do you got coming up? I no I noticed you uh, you, you dining stole, with the dead. You bloody bastard! You stole my name. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. No, I, I was so impressed with your with your dining with the dead America that I thought that it would be about time we started to do dining with the dead in the UK. And um, I'm doing my first one on the third of December in Derby Jail. Where I'm doing, I'm doing it myself, doing ghost stories and a bit of paranormal investigation. Excellent. And when you come over to the UK, Ronald, you must come and do Dining with the Dead with me. Ooh, that would be good. That's a switch. That would be great. So I'm holding you to that as soon as you come over. Um, yeah, I was impressed with when we did it with you at the Wyndham. Um, loved it so much that I thought, I think I might have a go over here. <laughs> but you don't mind, do you? Of course not. Of course not. My casa is casa. Absolutely right. Yeah, we actually have a, a cool, we have a cool uh, event ourselves coming up on uh, Saturday. We were, will be investigating the haunted Victorian in Gardner, Mass. This was this was the uh, the old Victorian that was on uh, season three of the Ghost Hunters, and uh, yeah. it's it's a really cool place. Twenty six rooms, and uh, a guy. Uh, spontaneously combusted in a place. It's awesome. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. When we was were that? there. When was that? The, it, oh, back in the 60s. Uh, when wow. we were there, I did an investigation, and, and we uh, we got a lot of interesting stuff. But one of the coolest things is we had, we were in one of the rooms, and uh, the guy that, that uh, spontaneously combusted was a heavy drinker. He used to drink a lot of bootleg stuff. So I got a shot, a shot of Jack Daniels, and I put it on a uh, glow-in-the-dark planchette in the middle of the floor, and I started yeah. talking to him, and I said, uh, you know, uh, this is, uh, I think his name was Zenos or whatever. I said, you know, this is really good whiskey. It's not like that rot gut that you used to drink. Wouldn't you like to try some? And all of a sudden you heard, yes. No, audible. It came from the hallway. Everybody that was with us was in that room, and this came from the hallway. We actually got it recorded on the on the uh, uh, the the uh, tape recorders, digital tape recorders that were running. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you it, must play it, it to us sometime. Oh, it, it's it, you can very hear it. it you, you, I mean, you can hear it very clear. It's, yes, like it almost wow. really wanted it. You could almost taste it. You know what I mean? That's good. That's good. And when yeah. are you doing that? We're doing that Saturday, so we're excited about that. If anybody wants to register, I think we do have a few spots left in that. They can go to the Circles of Web, uh, Wisdom uh, website, which is uh, circlesofwisdom.com, or call them at 978-474-8010, 978-474-8010. Or go to our website. It's linked on there, which is neghostproject.com. So, Richard, you never give out your website, by the way. Which, what is your I know, website? I don't know why I don't. I'm useless. I can never remember it. I think uh, www. Richardfelix.co.uk. 
Phoenix.co.uk. Ronald, be very careful on Saturday night, and don't forget to take your fire extinguisher with you. My fire? Oh! <laughs> what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you cursing me with, Richard? No, I'm not cursing you at all. I'm just telling you to be careful. We'll uh-huh. talk to you next week. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, uh, oh, next week, uh, oh, well, we, we've got to confirm that, but we have some great shows coming up, uh, some unique guests. Look forward so, to it. Yep, so, until then, good night, God bless everyone. Talk to you guys, bye-bye. From goalies to ghosties, from the east to the east, the things that go on.